Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Well, we're back here once again. Want to wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, the Vikings were not prepared to wish us a happy Thanksgiving today. That's right. We did lose in Detroit. Um, another very close game. Another very winnable game. But another loss. You just chalk another loss on the board. The Vikings are now 6-5. and five. Detroit is 7-4. and four. They have swept the Minnesota Vikings. They have a one-game lead on the division and the tiebreaker. So the chances of the Vikings winning the division, well, they're not completely gone, but we're getting there. Very, very close. Uh, it's just, you know, this year we're going to look back at it as what could have been. I mean, if Adrian stayed healthy, if linemen stayed healthy, if the Vikings drafted offensive linemen like the last couple of years, maybe one or two of them was better than what we had. And, you know, if there weren't just countless injuries, as you chalk up two more injuries to the offensive line today, might as well say it now rather than later. Uh, Jeremiah Searles with the hip, and then Joe Berger, the most valuable guy, the starting center for the Vikings, the guy who beat John Sullivan out, concussion protocol. So it just never ends. It never ends. Um, it's <laughs> Chalk it up, man. I mean, this is the season. Should that be the name of this episode? I mean, it might as well. I was thinking of some other stuff, but chalk it up. I mean, <laughs> the whole season right there in a nutshell. Um, whatever. Whatever, man. Uh, Vikings lose 16-13 to officially. Detroit is on the way to win a division title. Um, those of you out there that wouldn't mind seeing Detroit win, you know, the team, I wouldn't mind. The fan base is another story. I, I don't like these people, man. I'm sorry, you know, and I might sound, I don't want to sound like a rube, and I also don't want to sound like I'm generalizing, you know, a rube Viking fan, just like a goofball rather than a semi-objective show host, even though it's a Viking show. I don't like Detroit fans, and, you know, and this kind of started years ago, like back in 2007 when I was doing YouTube, Paladino Live, it was basically like the first form of Purple Mafia. They're jerks. <laughs> and I didn't really interact with many, um, and no, they're not all jerks, but... The, the fans at the at the building, I mean, I, I couldn't stop getting frustrated about it. Like every little thing, every little play, just just like, they're basically just like Eagles fans. Every little play that goes the Lions' way, it's just like an antagonistic, over-the-top cheering. And also, at the same time, they act like they won the Super Bowl. Just antagonistic, over-the-top. And it's like, oh, relax. I mean, you, you never hear that from Bears fans. You don't even hear that from Broncos fans, for the most part. Certain fan bases just drive me nuts, and Detroit has always been one of them. I mean, we're talking 10-plus years, and I went through it pretty pretty big time in the past. They were dropping F-bombs on me because they beat the Vikings by a little bit after two teams had five turnovers apiece. It was the biggest joke ever to Vars Jackson. And and uh, I, what, what was the guy's name? John Kitna. It was just, oh, whatever. Yeah, maybe you could, you, you could actually look that up on YouTube. Paladino Live, Vikings Detroit. Look that up. I was just a little bit irate at the time, too. It was pretty funny. And then you could even look at all the comments. It's still up there nine years later. Um, old school, man. Old school right there. Uh, would you believe this is the second show I'm recording today on Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here, guys. I mean, I'm doing my I'm doing my duty, right? And I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I hope I'm not too big doom and gloom. I hope I don't, and I'm not coming on here whining about doing the show. It's fun. It's fun. Um, I did Brave the Wild earlier today. Do check that out. Do check it out. It would be nice. It's called Consistently Inconsistent. It's not meant to rip or anything. Just lots of good information, actually, particularly talk about the prospects later on, but also just fun little signs I saw about the team, particularly later on against the uh, Winnipeg Jets, but even just nice little positive things that are popping up 
along with certain negative things, whatever. It just is what it is. Back to the Vikings in Detroit. It started, the game started like, yeah, we're going to get our ass kicked. Uh, Detroit, Matthew, Matthew Stafford cut through the Vikings like they were the most tender, juicy turkey in the world. Just, it was tender, juicy. They carved us up. Matthew Stafford had the carving knife ready to go. But then, luckily, Sam Bradford showed up and did the same. Uh, believe it or not, that was the whole first quarter. Now, of course, <laughs> the Vikings' um, offense was not that good the whole game. But luckily, the Vikings were getting down the field at some point and did tie the game up. Matt Asiata was able to break through. The offensive line did a good job today, and I'm saying that in sincerity. They weren't great. They weren't great, but for the standards we're being stuck with this season, they did it. <laughs> if you're looking at this season's standards of offensive line, they were they were awesome, <laughs> to be quite frank, giving up zero sacks. Now, Bradford was hurried significantly, and the other side of things, maybe they weren't rushing him as much. That's, that had something to do with it because several balls were tipped. It just happened over and over again, and he ended up uh, sealing our doom today, much to my ultra chagrin. Um, just screwed us over multiple times, particularly leading into the final play of the game, or final meaningful play of the game, dare I call it. But uh, for a, a good portion of the game, Bradford was pretty efficient, and that was nice to see. A lot of you out there don't like him. You're they're blaming Bradford for the loss today. Uh, we'll get into that in the third segment. Um, I don't know. Um, the play calling, I, I don't know. Is this really Bradford's choice to... Constantly throw only three yards on third and longs. Regardless, if it's Bradford, <laughs> if it's Bradford's choice, like he's waiting to that point, I think the I think it's more the plays, though, isn't it? I mean, I I, I don't know. Wouldn't that be more Pat Shermer? I don't know. Or, or what Detroit's giving us that type of thing, and you're just hoping to break three tackles. I don't understand that, but that that goes back to Brad Childress. That's been going on forever. And back then they were blaming it on, well, Tavares Jackson sucks. What do you expect? He can't complete a pass like 10 yards down the field. Well, Bradford can. Um, his completion percentage is off the charts. Of course, several of those completions were, again, short cartage. 31 to 37, 224 yards, 84%. I mean, that's that's efficient, sure. But again, very short passes. Uh, Matthew Stafford seemed like he owns us. Gosh, he's, he's a lot better now. Uh, and then obviously the glaring difference in this game the Vikings have a third and nine situation. You have to pass it a uh, short pass running uh, or like a stupid running play. Like you're just giving up and trying to run the clock a little bit, that type of thing, or just trying not to f- force a turnover, <laughs> something like that. I have an un- have a forced turnover, unforced turnover, whatever it is for the Vikings in that situation. But the, yeah, the key here, this really bit the Vikings in the ass today more than ever. And again, it makes me miss Teddy Bridgewater because what's the difference between Bradford and Stafford? What's the difference between Bridgewater and Bradford? What's the difference? Mobility, right? Now, Bradford's got a good arm. Stafford's got a good arm. At this point, Stafford is like the... the uh, <laughs> he's got he's got the best of both worlds when it comes to Bridgewater and, and Bradford. I wouldn't say he's as accurate, but he goes deep more than uh, than Bradford. He's he's a he's got a better offensive line. It helps. The offensive line isn't spectacular in Detroit, but it sure as hell is better than ours. So he has some opportunity to go down the field. Um, his accuracy isn't as good as Bradford's, no. But again, he takes more chances than Bradford. That's the difference. Bradford's pretty conservative, to, to say the least, just like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, it just is what it is. Uh, Stafford on three and thirteen at one point in this game later on. Looked like the Vikings were going to sink the Lions, and then Stafford just ran for 15 yards. I mean, you had linebackers in his range to take him out. Even if it's a 14-yard gain, 
it's still fourth down. And the Vikings could not get the job done. And it was unbelievably frustrating. Uh, both teams, both defenses stopped the Lions, uh, stopped the other team, stopped the other team in a fourth and short today. So I'm glad the Vikings were able to pull that off. We only got a field goal out of it. And Detroit was able to pull it off as well in this game. And they got a field goal out of it. So not huge damage done on each play. Other than, I mean, it's just nice that the defense did make a stand. And that's good. And Asiata was able to get a couple of short yardage plays, including... <laughs> The explosion in the red zone into the end zone. That was wonderful. Um, it's really frustrating, though, when you're at, like, the five-yard line, first and goal, and then you get called for holding, and the next thing you know, you're sacked or, or tackled for loss, and you're, and you're having to kick a field goal. It's disgusting. It's extremely frustrating. But at least Kai Forbath made the two field goals he attempted today. Um, neither one of them were long. He got a 30 and a 27, and, of course, he made his extra point. So, great. Matt Prater, on the other hand, didn't miss anything either. Uh, only had to make one extra point, and he did, and of course made all three field goals, including the game winner, game tire, and game winner. Extremely frustrating. Um, Matt Prater, just nothing you can do. He's the best kicker in the NFL right now, I'd have to say. Um, just chalk it up, it is what it is. Uh, time after time, though, the Vikings had the Lions in third down, and time after time, you'd see Golden Tate make a catch, Anquan Bolden make a catch, 8, 9, to 12 yards downfield, and it would be first down. Marvin Jones included Theo Riddick, a couple of short yardage receptions, only 11, or excuse me, he had 19 yards in the game, but on five catches, that's kind of funny. Uh, but there you go, congratulations to him. 13 yards, not 19, and 11 for a long, that was funny. So yeah, there were a couple of plays where it was like one yard, and then uh, he would quickly be met by Hendricks, and that was awesome. Um, Kendricks, I keep calling him Hendricks, I don't know why, but Kendricks, just just physical, awesome today. Great job by Kendricks. Nice to see the, the guy that we loved earlier this season. Um, the Vikings defense continues to get back to where it was, but it wasn't that great, and the offense wasn't clutch when it needed to be. Um, the defense wasn't making quite the stops it needed to that it did earlier in the year. Again, still better than they had been against Detroit last time around. They were better, uh, better than they were against Washington, way better than they were against Chicago. That was like the weak point of the year. I thought they got carved up by Cutler. Cutler did the cutting in that one <laughs> to, to, to be a goofy, to make a goofy pun there. But um, the defense is getting better and better again, and that's good to see. But again, not clutch in those third and long situations. Uh, the Vikings always, always struggle against mobile quarterbacks. And this has been going on since I've been watching the Vikings, since 92. It's an unbelievably frustrating when it's 3rd and 7, 3rd and 10, 3rd and 15, and Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, you know, you could go on forever, go out there and run for a first down. It, it is unbelievably frustrating. You have linebackers in range, but they don't get to them in time. And it's unbelievable to see that happen. You'd think they'd at least stop it, maybe 10, 11 yards, and then it would still be fourth down, but it just never seems to happen, and it drives me absolutely nuts, and I'm sure everyone listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. You were throwing bricks at the TV. You were cursing <laughs> cursing out there, wanting to throw your laptop, your phone, whatever you're watching the game on. Of course, the TV, too, and you're just left at a freaking... You're just... Left at a loss. Like, I can't believe it. You know, why can't you just get that stop? Because then the game would probably be just about over. They'd have to punt. They'd be deep. And, and we would have the ball on the 40-yard line. And we could start running the clock out. Or at least hope to run the clock out. That's the other frustrating side. Because when the Vikings had an opportunity to do that, Jerick McKinnon was this. 
That's right. Two yards and a cloud of dust. One yard and a cloud of dust. Or line of scrimmage and a cloud of dust. Um, Jarek McKinnon, again. Uh, better than last game, but not that much. Uh, he was better on the receiving end than he was in the rushing. Uh, rushing wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that good. 3.4 a carry. Yay. Um, <laughs> that's better than it's been. You saw some nice trick plays. Uh, Cordero Patterson could have had a friend targeting today, if not for a stupid penalty that ended up killing the Vikings in the fourth quarter. Just a stupid illegal formation play by Cordero Patterson. You know, it's like you're hoping and praying. You're seeing progress from this guy. You're seeing great plays. That reverse play to Cordero Patterson was awesome. That led to a 22-yard run, and that was great. It was like a double reverse over to Thielen. It was Thielen over to Cordero. It was a reverse. Just awesome. 21, 22 yards, but then you had the illegal formation. It's like he just wasn't, his head wasn't in the right place at the right time. It was, it was just, uh, you know, it's just classic Vikings there. For those of you that know what I'm talking about, NFC Championship game or whatever, too many men in the field or, or whatever it was. Just poor timing. I mean, it, you know, just wake up, be ready for this play. We, we need to get down the field. This is a chance to run the, run the clock. Maybe put the game on ice, go up by 10 points, even up by 6 or whatever. It's better than better than 3, but guess what? Yeah, illegal formation. Next thing you know, next thing you know, the Vikings were pinned and they put in another, they did another 3-yard play on a 9-yard, you know, situation. 3 and 9, 3rd and 9. And what happens? There's three linebackers waiting for the guy, just swarming him. What are you going to do? Are you going to break the tackle? Well, you you, you, you got to break three tackles to get the first down here. Oh, he might have broke one there, but guess what? There's two other guys wrapping him up. Whatever. Seriously, whatever. Uh, if that's Matt Sheffers, uh, excuse me, Brad, Sam Bradford's fault, I, I guess, because it's decision-making. It's his decision, I suppose, because there are other options on the field. But at the same time, it's the play as well, and it's really frustrating. Um, I know you can't force the ball to one guy. Sometimes that's all that's given to you. But still, it's just... It's not winning football, and it's not going to get us anywhere. And that's what took place today. The fun plays, the more tricky plays are what are nice, and they're getting things done here. I mean, Cordell Patterson, again, the 22-yard play. You saw other plays with uh, Thielen as well. Down the field, some semi-trick plays. They were great. They were helpful, and we appreciate it. You saw Zach Line also get a key first down <laughs> on, a th- on a third and short. That was very helpful. Only one play to him in the whole game. Only one handoff, but it was big. Uh, you even saw Red Ellison. You saw the Red Ellison card broken out today. That <laughs> was nice. Um, it was helpful. He was targeted twice in the game, but there was a 21-yard play very early in the game to set up one of the to set up one of the scores, and it was very very helpful indeed. Again, McKinnon valuable. Thielen. Catches a lot of plays along the way. He dropped one that I couldn't believe. I mean, that was very uncharacteristic of Thielen. Dropped one. Um, luckily, he dropped it, though. Uh, they thought it was a fumble. It was not a fumble. Uh, there were several plays in the game where, I mean, there were several close plays. There were multiple penalties in Detroit in the early touchdown that led the fan base booing and screaming. But they were easy calls. I mean, it was an easy hold and such. Easy penalties that ended up costing Detroit. And you know what? Whatever, go ahead and boo your head off. It is what it is. And again, that's what <laughs> the Vikings capitalized on it. Again, that's why I called the Detroit fans childish at times. Because I think they were. I mean, th- those were penalties. And of course, there was a play very late in the game that drove me absolutely nuts. Um, Clay fumbled the, Clay's fumbled the ball. I'm sorry. He fumbled the ball. And if you disagree with me, you're wrong. And I'm not a freaking Kool-Aid drinker. He fumbled the ball. Slay. I just called him Clay. Slay fumbled the ball. That interception 
Um, Bradford forced the play. It was a nice, you know, it was a nice disguise by Slay. Okay, sure. He disguised it well. He got the interception. Good on him, but he fumbled the ball. The ball was coming out before he hit the ground. It was loose. He did not have control of it. It was a fumble. The Vikings did recover. It wouldn't have necessarily helped us all that much, but at least we would have had the ball. Maybe another chance to get something done. (sighs) Instead, it ended up costing the Vikings dearly. And it's just bullcrap. The Lions basically came out on the field. Prater kicks it, and what a surprise. Even though it was on the right hash mark and not the left, it's a little bit harder to, to slice the ball rather than hook it. Because you want to hook it, maybe, or, or whatever the word is. You want to hook it to the left rather than slice it to the right. But it doesn't matter. That guy knows what he's doing. He was ready to carve things up for his own turkey there. Uh, Prater was awesome in the game. No surprise. And it just kind of is what it is. Um, just the story of the game today. Can't make, the. I mean, you lose a close game on the road when you can't make plays. And, of course, that did not that call did not help. And, of course, the Vikings got calls early in the game that they deserved. Yes, they earned those calls against Detroit earlier in the game. Um, I, I don't know. It's just fate, I guess. I mean, the interception should have never happened. How about that? You know? I mean, don't force a play when there's no play there. Don't force it. Read the defense a little better. That would have been nice. I'm no, I mean, I understand. I'm not the starting quarterback of the Vikings. I may not have seen it coming either. But um, it's frustrating. Uh, and a lot of people are blaming him for this loss. You know, I'm not going to give him the MVP award for the game or anything, but I don't think he's the Christian Potter Memorial. Not really. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I don't even know where to go with that one. <laughs> you, you could almost give it to him, but uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, even Trey Wayne's beat, beat badly. Looks like crap. And then he makes a spectacular stop in the end zone. Um, so I can't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be kind of a tough choice. Maybe, maybe, maybe Bradford will get it. I don't know. Nah, I know who I'm giving it to. Just multiple penalties killed us. And I don't know. Didn't make plays when you needed him to. N- never really saw him make a great play in the game. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, of course, Terrence Newman was out today. That did not help. No, it didn't. But for the first time in several weeks, Eric Kendricks looked Awesome. I mean, I mean, he looked like the Eric Kendricks we knew and loved earlier in the season, making big hits, big stops. He was Johnny on the spot, huge plays on the on the third and short, and on the fourth downs. I mean, he was so good today. He's a friend, Tarkin and winner for this game. Um, Eric Kendricks deserves it in a in a huge way. Just awesome. And Daniil Hunter is going to get a secondary Fran Tarkin award, continuing to pressure Matthew Stafford. There were many times in this game, though. God. Dang it, that <laughs> Stafford should have been sacked, but he got the ball out just in time. Just that's frustration. If he was sacked one more time in this game, we might have won the game. Twice, we, we, we for sure would have on those plays because they were big moments that would have stopped the Lions. Uh, Daniel Hunter did share a sack with Andrew Sandejo at one point. That was nice. Anthony Barr got one fairly early, but it was very valuable. Um, Kendricks is going to get the official Fran Tarkington and Daniel Hunter is going to get a secondary one for this game, like a like a like a little bit lesser of one. Great performance by Eric Hendricks. Uh, Trey Waynes, he's one of those guys. He'll make unbelievable plays and he'll get beat on occasion. But that pass deflection in the end zone was a game saver. I mean, it was awesome. Trey Waynes deserves a ton of credit for that. It saved four points uh, at, at that stage, and thank you very much, <laughs> indeed, Trey Wayne. So definitely no uh, Christian Potter Memorial for you today. It's going to go to Captain Monerlin. Um, just big, just stupid, eh, you know, dumb, weak penalties. 
and they were always at important times, multiple times in this game. I'm not happy with Captain Munderland this year. Uh, earlier in the season, he was pretty good. Last year, he was very good. But he, I don't know. Um, I would like to believe at some point, Mackenzie Alexander can take that slot position away from him, the slot corner position away from Captain Munderland. It's not going to happen now because Mackenzie Alexander is not ready. He's just not. But Munderland, he's nothing special in this league. Um, I would like to, it would be nice to see Trey Waynes develop and be that main guy. Uh, you saw Xavier Rhodes have good games and not so good games last year, but and, and, but now he is just, he is a Pro Bowl first team NFL cornerback uh, at this stage. I mean, Xavier Rhodes, he is an MVP candidate for this season for the Vikings. And I know that's not saying much considering how the season has gone. Like, what could have been? Uh, he has just been awesome. I mean, him being injured a lot early in the season was depressing. But, you know, I'm missing multiple games to start the year. But, boy, ever since his health came back, oh, my God, Xavier Rhodes is awesome. Uh, Detroit avoided him considerably today, and that's the reason why. Uh, you didn't see as many pass deflections. He wasn't as visible today because they were attacking Trey Waynes. Waynes beat, but he beat them as well, and he did a good job. Too bad he couldn't pull in an interception. That's what the Vikings needed today more than anything, and that's why they lost the game. Quite frankly, um, yes, they could have won the game without the interceptions, but the interceptions would have sealed the deal today. Um, one or two more sacks and, and at least one interception, that would have sealed the game today for the Minnesota Vikings because I thought they played good enough, but that's what was missing today. That's what was missing, the big game changer. There wasn't a game-changing play per se. There was a game-saving uh, stop. Stop. There were game-saving stops here and there by Hendricks and Waynes, and um, that's why Waynes gets it officially, or excuse me, Kendricks gets it today because he wasn't really beat today. You didn't really see him struggle. Kendricks for the first time in a long time looked awesome. Um, and that's who Kendricks is because he was healthy this time around. He's been banged up for a long time this year. So let's wrap up this segment again. Hopefully this didn't spoil your Thanksgiving too much. It didn't help though. No, it, it didn't help. It sucks. Um, whatever. Only 16 points on the road against that offense. A very solid Detroit offense. I think you should win the game. Whatever. Um, stupid defensive play, plays, though, down the stretch. Didn't help. Um, I can't give it to Bradford, even though you could say he's leaning more. I would say Bradford is leaning a little bit more towards the ponder than the Fran. But he's not. He's not the ponder memorial winner. I'm sorry. Um and Cordero Patterson had some good plays in the game. Unfortunately, no kickoff returns really happened in this one. He, he got 120-yarder. No Marcus Sherrills. That didn't help either. He had no punt return at all in this game. Uh, and Patterson, again, after being valuable in the game, makes that dumbass penalty. But I can't give him the ponder, even though he could be a candidate for it for that as well. Just several things led to the loss today. You can't blame it on one thing. You can't blame it on just Bradford. You can't blame it on just Munderland. You can't blame it on just... Uh, Cordero Patterson in this game. It's it's all of them. They all made mistakes at key points, and here we are today, six and five, and barely alive. We'll be back right after this. I should have just ended the segment with that, but we'll be back right after this, and the George stories will return. I apologize for not having it last week. And now another installment of. George Stories. Well, here's a Thanksgiving George story for you. I almost forgot about this one, but yeah, it really happened. Back in the early 90s, I would say, 
Uh, we were watching Yogi's Great Escape. Um, we used to like it back in, say, circa 86, 87-ish, me and my brother. It just happened to be on, I don't know, this must have been 91, 93, something like that. It's on, we're watching it, my dad's sitting there for a while, and... All of a sudden, out of the blue, he just says, what kind of shit you watching here, you guys? And then we're like, yeah, let's change the channel. This is pretty dumb. Purple Mafia, second segment, going to probably be significantly shorter this time around. I could make it super short and be lazy, but I'm not going to quite do that because, well, you know, the only other NFL roundup is next week's opponent that involves the next week's opponent, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm going to screw around for a second just to look at the matchups. You know, what the hell? you got Indianapolis and Pittsburgh about to start. Eh, Pittsburgh better win that one, so I'll be lazy about that anyway. Pittsburgh better win that one. But then again, I suppose the winner of that game will kind of get back in the playoff hunt or keep themselves in the playoff hunt. Um, Giants at Cleveland, well, gosh, the Giants are still, yeah, they're going to be very much in there, very much in the playoff picture. No doubt about it there. No doubt about it. They're going to be hanging around. Arizona at Atlanta must win for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't like the chances. It's the Birds versus the Birds there. Dirty Birds will probably beat the Red Birds, probably. And I like Arizona, and I'm rooting for... uh, Bruce Arians as well. He's been having some health issues. And we'll talk about that again in segment number three coming up. Jacksonville and Buffalo. Well, Buffalo keep going to keep themselves in the playoff picture. New Orleans and Los Angeles. Yuck and yuck. Um, yuck and yuck. You know, Greg Williams has been involved with both of those teams. And I believe Greg Williams still involved with the Rams. Gosh, I hope I'm... Yeah, I won't say that. I was going to say something mean, but... Ah, I wish they would. I, I hope they play to a zero-zero tie. We'll just leave that. It says right there. Houston and San Diego, another chance for Houston to keep locking up their division and moving onward. They lost a key game though to the Oakland Raiders. The winner of that game was going to claim pretty much sole possession of that uh, number two bye in the, in the AFC, and uh, it's it's the Raiders. Surprise, surprise! Like I was kind of picking that the Raiders and the Patriots is a very good chance those two could match up in the uh, AFC title game, and that. Chad, the chances of that are getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Uh, Miami, San Francisco. Miami's going to stay right there in that playoff picture, I think. Baltimore, oh, another, no, it's not a brown bowl. Uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati, I think Baltimore is going to continue that one. Let's screw over the, or, you know, continue to steal the steal the fate for um, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Lewis there in uh, Sherman. Uh, I don't know, I keep saying it wrong. Over there in Cincinnati, Marvin Lewis. I keep calling him Sherman. Yeah, Marvin Lewis. <laughs> I was like, bah, 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 bah. yeah. Okay, Seattle, Tampa Bay. Yuck. Go, go Buccaneers there. Oh, screw Seattle. I can't believe I kept saying Mar- Sherman Lewis. Yeah, it's because he was the offensive coordinator of the Vikings. And then there's Leo Lewis, the former Viking player. And he's been in the Vikings front office at time, in and out. And he's been a coach. And then there's Ray Lewis, the former Baltimore Raven. Yeah, it's kind of obnoxious. So Marvin Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> it just was coming in my head right as I was saying all that. New England and the Jets. New England and the Jets. Uh, Patriots will keep that thing rolling. The Jets stink. 
Carolina and Oakland, well, the Raiders are going to keep rolling there. It's a home game, too. That ain't going to hurt. Broncos and Kansas City, classic matchup in that division. That would be sun, Sunday night football. And the Packers and Philadelphia, two teams that looked so good earlier in the year, on Monday, Monday night football on ESPN. So that's the first NFC North game. We'll come back to Chicago. Obviously, Detroit beat the Vikings. Woohoo! Screw them. They're going to probably win the division, and that sucks. But, well, maybe somebody, maybe they'll be the team that beats Dallas this year. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. Uh, I don't like Dallas. I don't. I, I don't know. Go AFC. How about that? Just go, go Patriots. Screw these other. Screw everybody. Screw Seattle. You know, Detroit. I guess I'd like them over Dallas. Uh, I hate Seattle so much. Um, gosh, uh, the, the Giants would be kind of cool, but I don't want them to beat the Patriots again. That would suck. Um, Green Bay and Philadelphia. That's two teams that have just fallen off the map after such a strong start. Philadelphia, though, it's in Philadelphia, and their home record is awesome. Their road record sucks. So, And Green Bay is just imploding, and they're going to fire Mike McCarthy. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but they are going to fire Mark, Mike McCarthy. I wouldn't mind him here with uh, Stan Bradford or Teddy Bridgewater as our offensive coordinator. Would he uh, <laughs> Would he be willing to lower his pride and come here? A Super Bowl-winning coach with the border the, the the border battle, like the border enemy, come to Minnesota. Maybe that would be his way to say, bleep you, Rodgers, bleep you, uh Bleep you, bleep you, Packers, and all your fans and all that, talking all this crap. I'm going to Minnesota, and we're going to kick your ass for the next five, six years. That'd be great. Um, Chicago and Tennessee. Boy, yeah, saving the best for last. Eh, Marcus Mariota, yeah. Even though it's in Soldier Field and it's harder to win there, Marcus Mariota probably continue to rack things up there. The Bears are just falling off the map. They just had to have their cute little, cute little... Okay, we're still in the NFL. We're still an NFL team now. You know, don't you be disrespecting us. We're still an NFL team. You know, we we can beat you any given day. Yeah, they had to have that game against us. That one freaking game. And ever since then, they've sucked major you-know-what. And guess what? Yeah, they're going to continue to suck. Tennessee's going to be hanging around in that playoff picture again in the AFC. Marcus Mariota, boy, oh boy, is he a son of a gun. He, he really has gotten better and better and better. And, man, the Vikings beat him and on the road, and it was really good. And and uh, and, and Murray over there, DeMarco Murray, I don't know why I'm blanking again. DeMarco Murray has been so good this season. Um, he is one of the leading rushers in the NFL. Fantastic on the season, along with Dallas Elliott. Oh, buddy, I, I just can't wait to play the Cowboys next week. Boy, that's, that's got W written all over it, baby. But, no, Tennessee is going to beat the Chicago Bears. That's just my... More than likely it'll happen. There'll probably be some surprises, surprises here. Uh, Chicago had a cute little win early in the season, and ever since then, oh, God, they suck. And they just had to have their nice little uh, nice little wake-up party, their little homecoming, whatever the hell you want to call it, type of game against the Vikings. It just had to be that way, didn't it? Because, you know, at least, again, the Vikings would be 7-4. and four. Just, just you know, you just get rid of one of these games, and the Vikings would be in, still right there, just hanging around. They wouldn't be in first. But just imagine if the Vikings won both of these Detroit games that were like, you know, they were their games to win in both cases, and they frickin' let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 9-2. and 9-2. and two. You know, what could have been? It's right there, even with the injuries. The bounces of the ball, little things, little plays. Rush the frickin' bastard. Get him on the ground for crying out loud. Bat a pass away. Make a play. Don't be nine yards, nine yards behind the receiver. Something. Something. And the Vikings would be nine and two. They'd be seven and four. They'd be eight and three. Just one frickin' play away. One frickin' play. In three games in that case. 
<laughs> yeah. And no, that's not, and they weren't one freaking play away in you know, two games with the Bears. You could say that with the Washington Redskins as well. But I'm just saying, if the Bears were the same awful garbage they've been all season, there it is. That's what I'm trying to say. They weren't one freaking play away from beating the Bears, but at the same time, um, yeah, just whatever. Just one freaking play away with Detroit. And Washington was one of them as well. They could have even, the Vikings may have even beaten Philly, but yeah, we'll chalk that up as a real loss. A real loss. Um, whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're 6-5. and five. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. It's, it's great. It's wonderful. <sighs> well, let's continue. I, I can't tell you how excited I am next Sunday. Not this Sunday, of course. That'd be suicide for everybody involved, including the Cowboys because of health reasons. Minnesota Vikings host the 10-1 Dallas Cowboys. Yay! Dallas Cowboys. You know, this could have been for home field advantage in the NFC. You know what I'm saying? This could have been that game. 9-2? 10-1? You know? Just, just think about that. Just a couple of freaking bounces, man. And the Bears just continue to suck, or maybe the Vikings beat Washington instead of Chicago. Whatever. 9-2. and two. Do you realize that? Do you realize the Vikings should have swept the Detroit Lions this year? Do you realize that? You, you, just, 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 you just put that together and you get so mad, don't you? Okay, well, whatever. It's not happening, is it? It's not happening. Um, Washington's still very much in the playoff picture as well. 6-4-1, thanks to their cute little tie with Cincinnati. The more you look back on that, they should have beat the Bengals, man. What are you doing? Beat the Bengals. That's, that's, that's going to really come back to haunt them because the Bengals stink. Uh, Dallas, well, whatever, man. I hate them so much. <laughs> how can you like the Cowboys? How, how can you? I don't care if Dak Prescott's a good story. I don't want the Cowboys to beat anybody. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, what a nice draft pick. What a nice job the Dallas Cowboys have done drafting the offensive line. And everybody was, well, not everybody, but there were a lot of people thinking, Elliott, really? At fourth overall? Yeah, Elliott at fourth overall. I mean, well, there he is. He's a leading rusher in the NFL. <sighs> Dak Prescott's one of the best... Uh, rookie quarterbacks no we've seen in a while <sighs> yeah and he wasn't supposed to be you know just geez just a, he's supposed to be just kind of a guy coming in the draft and maybe he'll be something in this league he, he's kind of interesting he's kind of good kind of like maybe like Kirk Cousins was kind of like that coming in people weren't expecting him to necessarily be a starter now he had a hell of a game against the Cowboys we'll give him credit there I mean just a hell of a game just lighten up the Cowboys he was great. 450 yards, 77.4%. Let's just say 75, 77, whatever the hell. Three touchdowns, no turnovers. Quarterback rating 120.7. So, well, Kirk Cousins makes it look like you can pass on this Cowboys team. And yeah, you can pass on them, sure. But they'll just come right back and beat you another way. Beat you on the ground. Or Dak Prescott will break tackles and get the key first down. There's no way the Vikings are going to win this game. Um, all the Vikings' weaknesses are spelt out right here with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, the offensive line's good. You know, Vikings pass rush is their... Vikings pass rush is supposed to be their strength, but it's become a weakness at times. And it, it was better. It's been better the last two weeks, but not as good as it was earlier in the season. You have an offensive like that, a line like that, you can't pass rush the quarterback. The guy is going to break tackles, or is going to, excuse me, going to rush for a key first downs. He's pretty damn accurate as well, doesn't make mistakes, and you have the best running back right now, right now, the best rushing running, the best, the, the rushing leader in the NFL in Ezekiel Elliott, crap, how the hell are the Vikings going to win this game, seriously, uh, they're not, <laughs> they're not, Dak Prescott didn't have to do a whole lot today, and he still managed to get 200 yards and throw for a touchdown, 
just efficient, smart, good. Elliott, 197 yards on the ground, 97, not 197. Uh, two touchdowns. Dak Prescott ran it in for a, a touchdown as well, along with his 39 yards. There's no way in hell the Vikings are going to win this game. So watch them win. I'm picking the Vikings to win 41-0. to zero. Vikings are going to crush the Cowboys. They're going to shock the world. No. I think the Vikings will put up a fight against the Cowboys. But you know what? If you're going to put up a fight and lose, you know, it's just the same old thing. I mean, losses are what they are. You chalk it up as a loss. Chalk it up as a loss. Chalk it up as a loss. Five freaking times you chalk it up. You, you, you know, a, a, a batted pass at the last second, a tip, interception, strip sack, chalk it up as a loss. <sighs> Damn it. It doesn't matter if you lose by 41 or by one. It's a loss. And, 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 it, it, and that's why we are where we are right now. And that's why the Cowboys are where they are. They're 10-1. They're winning everything right now. Um, I don't think they're going to... I really don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think the Patriots are going to beat them in the Super Bowl. That's my belief right now. If the two teams face, if the Cowboys do get there, and if the Patriots don't somehow get waylaid at the last second by some stupid team like Denver or even the, the freaking Oakland, Oakland Raiders, which would be quite a story. Uh, Cowboys and Raiders would be pretty interesting. I would not be cheering for the Cowboys in that game, if you could tell. Uh, but man, um, maybe the Giants will do something about it last, like last time around. This could be gearing up for another one of those giant miracle runs. Like when the Giants went into Dallas back in 2007, the Cowboys were awesome. Giants rolled on in there and said, get the hell out of here. Who, who are you? <laughs> who the hell are you? Ooh, you're 13-3. and three. You're the best team in football. No, you're not. Go home, bitch. That's basically what they said. Pardon my French. Um, and the Giants did what they did. Don't be surprised if something like that happens, but we, we, we can't really pick that yet. I'll pick it when the playoffs come around. <laughs> Maybe the Giants will win another game. Who knows? But they are 7-3 and three and very, very, very much in the playoff picture at this stage. Uh, Washington losing today did not help their chances at all. It is what it is. Once again, did not help their chances at all. Cowboys, their defense isn't that great, but it's not the worst thing you ever saw either. Um, they didn't get any sacks on Cousins today. But the Vikings pass rush on Cousins wasn't so good either. Uh, he's more mobile than any Viking quarterback at this point. Of course, well, there's only one Viking quarterback that you can think of. Uh, he's mobile enough, all that. Um, that is kind of surprising, though. But Washington's offensive line is decent. They're definitely good enough. So you have that going for him. Uh, Washington only managed one sack in the game, but that's Ryan Kerrigan, one of the best, you know, one of the best players out there, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Uh, he's a fantastic player. Always, uh, he was a huge killer for the Vikings a couple of weeks ago. I don't think the Vikings are going to beat this team, and I really want them to. Um, so you have Dak, you know, then you have Des Bryant, who's one of the elite wide receivers as well. You have smart defensive players on Dallas. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's a beatable, the defense is beatable, but I mean, the offense is outstanding. They're, they're, and, and, and again, they don't make mistakes. And when you have an offensive line like that, I don't know. I, there's no way I can pick the Vikings to win this game. I'm not trying to preach doom and gloom. It just is what it is. And even if something happens where our Prescott is just absolutely awful, Tony Romo, I mean, I don't know. He's still pretty good. He's the kind of guy that doesn't respond as well to a pass rush, but Still, I'm not that confident in the Vikings getting the job done against him. I'm not. I mean, the Cowboys are on a run right now. Man, I wish the Vikings had beat them. But I think the Cowboys, 
are going to get the first downs they need, and they're going to get in the end zone. They're going to do what they need to do, and that's why the Vikings aren't going to win the game. It's just that simple. A lot of the Vikings' weaknesses, the run defense has not been that good. Um, for the Vikings to win the game, it's going to take spectacular plays. It's going to take turnovers. It's going to take Kendricks being a, somebody like Kendricks making unbelievable stops, you know, tackles for loss, you know, goal line stands against our goal line or, you know, third down and short type of stands against the uh, the, the uh, Ezekiel Elliott's of the world. It's going to take Daniil Hunter breaking through that defense, that offensive line, pardon me, and getting to Dak Prescott. The Vikings might make some plays. I, I, they may put up a pretty good effort in this one, but I just I would be beyond surprised if the Vikings won that game. But also that would piss everybody off at the same time because I'd be like, what a tease. Where was this? Where the hell was this against Detroit? Twice. Where was this against Washington? Where the hell was this against Jay Cutler? I mean, non-existent. Oh, mm. oh yeah. It sucks, man. It sucks. It truly does. So here we are right now. Uh, I'll pick a final score in this one. Dallas beat the Washington Redskins today 31-26. Again, Kirk Cousins, awesome against the Vikings, awesome against the Cowboys, and he's been really good all year. There's a reason why RG3 was benched, and we'll never see him again. He's he's just whatever, and he can't stay healthy anyway. We'll we'll never see him again. Screw RG3. He's garbage. Garbage three. Um, final score in this game? Dallas 28, Minnesota 24. It's going to be close. It's going to be frustrating. Uh, in the end. The Vikings will make things very interesting. They will make plays that maybe other teams didn't, but it won't be enough. It, it just won't be enough. I don't think the Vikings or the Cowboys are going to romp all over the Vikings, but I don't think the Vikings will win the game anyway. 28-24. Dallas Cowboys defeat the Minnesota Vikings in U.S. Bank Stadium to chalk up yet another loss and a 500 record. Yuck. Back here for segment number three, fan interaction segment. Let's hop to it pretty quick here. First of all, we'll give a quick shout out to MN Vikings Haven. MN Vikings Haven on Facebook. Trevor Wickerin is the creator of that page. Very nice developing page there on Facebook. Do go there, give it a follow, give it a like, whatever they call it. Join and conversate on there. Don't forget about the Purple Mafia page, though, if you could. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia. Please go there, click like. Also, the Twitter account is at Purple Mafia Show. We're going to go to Twitter first, as per usual, is the new usual anyway, the last year or so. Tanae Brown, out of New Zealand, kind enough to like and retweet episode 229. Thank you very much. All about the pass rush. This one is chalk it up. <laughs> um, Malcolm McSween, out of Northern California, said another mixed extra point. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, liking my post, right, or my liking my tweet where I said another mixed extra point, Blair Walsh has cursed the NFL, and that's for damn sure, we'll see if that continues this week um, there was a tweet out there, Xavier Rhodes with the longest INT return touchdown in Vikings history, that's pretty cool and people wanting a Pro Bowl vote there these are just like, like you know, major notifications, that get a lot of responses hmm, Pro Bowl votes for Linval Joseph, Xavier Rhodes Kyle Rudolph, Stefan Diggs <laughs> CP84, C 
Flash P84. It's kind of a goofy name. Harrison Smith, Everson Griffin. Yep. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know if all of those guys should be in, but you get especially this year, you know, they won't. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand saying, Happy Thanksgiving, mate. Now let's go Vikings. Thank you very much. Uh, Mad Martin also said that our defense make a trip to Detroit after that first drive was terrible. And yes, we're missing Newman. Mad Martin was saying, he's saying, Happy Thanksgiving, my purple brother. Hope this does not ruin your, does not ruin the day. It didn't ruin the day, but it was disappointing. It kind of put a damper on it for a little bit. Uh, Mad Martin was saying all the refs were liking us, and A. Brown was saying we got incredibly lucky on that drive to get the touchdown, yep, after multiple calls holding on Detroit. Thank God for that. We'll take it, and they can complain and whine about it all they want because, well, they won the game anyway. Woohoo! That sucks. Um, Tanae was saying he'd like to tweet. I was mentioning up saying all this. Thank you. Or the happy Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving to you, Mad Martin. I, I know, even though it's not, and to everyone else out there, I know you guys are not from the United States. Today, of course, from New Zealand. Mad Martin out of Scotland. And thank you for being thoughtful. We really appreciate that. We, we really do. Um, I believe I do speak for all the Purple Mafia nation out there that's from the United States. I would say thank you very much. We really appreciate that uh, to today. And <clears throat> Mad Martin, Dave Martin, out of Northern Scotland there. Tom Hohen was saying 11 because I said, how many times do we need to go for it on fourth and down and fail to get it? And then Tom Hohen says 11. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Ali Siddiqui was saying how the first half could have been worse. Got to score points now. And yes, <laughs> yeah, um, the Vikings offense was a little better in the second half than the, than the than against Washington. That's nice. Washington, we didn't do Jack bleep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I was also ranting about the... Uh, halftime shows and everything. Everybody makes such a big thing out of it. I don't like halftime shows that much. They, they're too long and it's overproduced. It's just too much. And it's not, you know, most singers aren't that great anymore. Uh, today wasn't too bad. At least it wasn't Beyonce or Britney Spears. I, I just, I refuse to watch. If I see Beyonce, Britney Spears, Jay-Z, any of those kind of people, I, I don't know. that. I, I don't know. I, I just turn the TV off and walk away. Uh, uh, Katy Perry, same thing. Just, I don't like... I don't like when they open their mouth. I don't like anything they say. And I don't like anything they sing either. Just toot off. I'm I'm out until it's over. <laughs> so, yep. The, yeah, Stefan Diggs, of course, is not available today. That didn't help. It really didn't. No, I, I do, you know, and I do understand that. I didn't even talk about it early on. Obviously, there were multiple people missing today that did not help the Vikings cause, but they still easily could and should have won the game. I mean, seriously, they easily could and should have won the game. I understand there was no Stefan Diggs, no Marcus Sherrills, no uh, Terrence Newman. It didn't help. It didn't help, but still, 16 points by Detroit. 16 points by Detroit. Um, Vikings should have won the game today. Uh, just key mistakes by certain players. And yes, you you know them all. I talked about all that in the first segment. Malcolm McSween exactly saying the little things. Yes. Right there, the little things. The little things. Exactly, little things. That's what's killed the Vikings the whole season. Um, Dave Martin saying, turning into a very disappointing season after such a great start. Two defeats to the Lions. Season over. Yeah. Yep. Very disappointing season for what we had. What could have been? And yes, the injuries. The injuries definitely have mounted. They definitely have taken their toll on this team. Um, same thing happened to the Steelers years ago and probably this year too, but <laughs> you know, you know, they have, they have this promising team and then just, it's just eventually too many losses and downhill it goes. Um, Stell Spice was out there saying, and I, she didn't tweet me, but she was saying about how, Oh, anybody want to come over and get drunk with me? It's like, no, I don't get drunk. So 
I'll have a beer or two, but I'm not into getting drunk. So it's like immediately, no, I don't really see why that's cool or funny. I, I just, I don't know. I, call me a dork. Call me whatever I am. I don't find it interesting or fun. Um, this is a good tweet right here. Um, I retweeted somebody else. Uh, AJ Mansoor, that's who he is from KFAN. And Nerig Bastonian says, uh, uh, excuse me, retweeted it was holidays to be ruined by the Vikings. Halloween, check. Thanksgiving, check. And then there's boxes next to Christmas, even New Year's still up and coming. Well, I'm not too optimistic either, AJ. AJ Mansoor, he doesn't know me or anything, but maybe he will someday. <laughs> I wish, man, I wish. Um, before I start the Facebook page, I should mention there is a call-in line, so you can get on here, have your voice with mine on the show. It's 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in to Purple Mafia. Uh, would be, and you could do your statement, shout-out, question, comment. Keep it to about a minute, two maximum, but one regularly, you know, that type of thing. Um, for those of you not in the United States, there's multiple options to get in just as easily. And one of them is to hit the call now button on the Facebook page. It goes directly through the Facebook Messenger to the same voicemail on Skype. So there you go. Boom. Um, you won't have to talk to anybody. Just treat it as a voicemail. Uh, the other route to go, which today is done on Timberwolves Explosion, and this was, of course, before the call now button was around, um, but still very welcome to do this, the audio submission route. So that's the uh, the podcasting world. That's a podcasting term, audio submission, where you record a submission yourself on your, well, either on your computer or your smartphone, and then email it in, paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. All this information will be in the show description. I should get bumpers putting all this in again. That would probably be better. It was good. People liked it. I just never did it after all my data was not lost, but temporarily unavailable, and it's still temporarily unavailable. It's still down there. I'm still looking at it right now. But just never got around fixing this thing or having somebody else fix it for me. Just never got around it, damn it. So let's continue where we left off before hell freezes over. <sighs> Mark Carlson was saying, looking forward to Monday morning now. And thank you. That was when I, That's how we left off from the last show. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm glad that I can provide that for you. Um, I wish there was positive news to talk about. Uh, Monday morning, they were talking about Bruce Arians being hospitalized with chest pains. And he was texting, later on he was texting Honey Badger that he's all right. So that's good. Sebastian was like, question mark, Sebastian Ball, Sebastian Barton. Um, he was saying, oof, duh, best of luck. And then Gerald String from Nebraska says, he's a class act. My thoughts and prayers are going out to him and his family. And yes, God bless. Uh, Bruce Arians, really uh, glad to hear that he's doing better. Um, hopefully. Uh, he had issues, it was chest pain and it was related to uh, digestive issues. Strange. Um, strange. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I forgot what the condition was. I had it in my head and it's gone now. And I didn't write it down, but if it comes back, I'll mention it. Uh, Xavier Rose was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Definitely an appropriate fan Charkington Award winner. And Xavier Rose has MVP written all over the 2016 Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he, he's, he, it's all over him right now. He's got the Fran, he's got the Fran Award just about sealed up for the season. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if things change. Um, Daniel Hunter is a candidate, too, though, as far as I'm concerned. That guy is a game changer. Felix DePel was uh, saying it is Tarkenton, isn't it? Yeah, because it came out wrong. Ugh! And, no, and that's okay that Felix said that out of Germany. And he said, that made my day. Yeah, he's loving it. It was a voice text. It just came out as Tarkington rather than Tarkenton, if you know what I mean. It was coming out Tarkington. Great, Joey. Great. Thanks for not checking, Joey, right? 
Yep, that's on me right there, and I apologize. It's been fixed, so haha, you can't see it anymore. You can't make fun of me now. Vikings versus Lions, a turkey game, in, turkey day in in thread, uh, in game thread. I kind of bounce around. Brett McCarthy was liking the hit by Kendrick. Tony Coleman is saying Patterson lost the game with that illegal formation. Christian Ponder Memorial, he was a candidate, and I, I don't blame you there. Uh, that was that was terrible. It was a momentum killer, and he he's, he was a deserving candidate. Um, he really was. Uh, but I ended up giving it to Captain Munderland. But it's almost like you could give a co to Patterson. It's just he made such spectacular plays that helped the Vikings earlier in the game, I guess, where I was a little bit little bit uh, leery on doing it. Uh, Todd Vandermeer out of Indiana says the Vikings season is now finished. And that's true. I, I think so. Uh, Brett McCarthy was saying over. And then he says, can't run the ball. Yep, that's the thing. Run the ball. You might have been able to burn the clock and the Vikings couldn't get it done. Um, he says, can't run the ball. No time for big pass plays. The rest of the season will be long and tough to watch. Spielman and Zimmer better be looking for an offensive line in the draft and free agents next year. In the draft for sure, free agents, hopefully. Um, it seems like the free agents we've been signing aren't getting it done. He had Andre, I mean, they, they addressed the offensive line in free agency and Andre Smith was not good at all. Uh, bad work ethic, and then he got hurt. Bad health, just dealt for the season. Big shocker, Matt Khalil. Well, that's old news now. Um, we're gonna have to get him back. <laughs> Alex Boone has not been nearly as advertised. People thought he was so good, but a lot of people also in San Francisco were not that convinced he was that good either. Alex Boone, not been good either. Uh, nothing like we hoped. Draft, draft high, draft them high, draft them often, and get it right. Damn it, just get it right. Please get it right. Uh, uh, this team could be good for many years still if you can get this offensive line patched up. Luckily, a lot of the star players in this team are extremely young. Get the offensive linemen in here now, 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 because the window closes quicker than it opens. Gotta tell you that. Robert, Skull Viking Fisk says, Farking, bleeping, Vikings, choked again in the last minute. WTF, 54 years of disappointment, a lifetime to go. Cubs curse has moved to Minnesota. It's 54 years. Yep, that's basically half half of the uh, Cubs curse, Robert. And uh, I agree. I, I agree with I agree with you. Um, Brett McCarthy and Robert should be star candidates for this one. At this stage, they'll at least be candidates. We'll see where things go here as we head into the post game officially. Here, I always like to dig in because I know there's some post game people on there. They start posting early, and then. You know, they start posting early in there, and then I, and then if I don't back up, I, I'll miss the, I'll miss it, and it's a, it's very worthwhile to the show. So, I was posting, God, I hate Detroit, and then Trey Buckles was saying Bradford is trash. How many times in the third, or more? How many times in third or more? Third and more. That means uh, more than three. That being that he throw past the sticks, and it was like never. No, I, I do agree with that. I don't think that means Bradford's trash, but the play calling, the decision making, not so good. Um, trash? No, I, 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 I wouldn't quite put him in Ponder Memorial or in Ponder territory. We've had a lot worse, Trey. I, I don't know. I, I don't like the lack of mobility though. It's, I think lack of mobility is not helping us at all, unless you have like one of the great offensive lines. Because Troy Aikman was in mobile at all, but it didn't matter. I mean, Troy Aikman never got sacked. It used to drive me nuts. I hate Troy Aikman and the Cowboys. Hate him, hate him, and I hate Dak Prescott. I hate. I don't really hate Dak Prescott. I don't care for him. I, I hate the Cowboys as a franchise. Yankee says being a Viking fan is stressful. 
And yeah, yep, <laughs> it continues that way, Yankee, doesn't it? Brett McCarthy says, our offensive line is terrible, not all Sam's fault. And then him and Trey Buckles kind of back and forth there. Hopefully they don't hate each other too much. Kind of got going each other. Uh, there was not, not to take a shot downfield. What was he saying? He says, mostly his. He had plenty of time on third downs, and he and he just dumped them off. Um, yeah, mm. Tony was saying... These short passes into coverage on third and long were painful to watch. Well, they were. I I, I hate it because you have to try to break break three tackles. You're not going to break three tackles. It's just not going to happen, even against a really bad defense. Maybe one out of five times you might. Oh, goody, that's called gambling. I mean, woohoo, you know? You don't even have a pair three cards in and somebody wants you to go all in? I don't know, man. I would fold in that case. You know what I'm saying? If you're playing Texas Hold'em or whatever. I don't know. Um... That's not going to get it done, you know. <laughs> Come on, that's not that's not good football. Yeah, no. Um, Tony Coleman or Brett Carthy was saying it's painful, and then they kind of keep going. Brett Brett was saying, uh, Trey, all of our offensive line could block, so we could run the ball if if all of our offensive line could block, but they can't. So you can't blame the quarterback. Our own line sucks. So he was saying that they had enough time to throw. He just didn't. Uh, um, yes, no, maybe so, you know, some plays, yes, some plays, no, I'm not gonna, I don't know, um, I'm not gonna agree or disagree with either one of you, um, I'm, well, maybe slightly encouraged Brett on this one, because, you know, I don't think Sam Bradford's the problem, really, I don't, um, the O-line is worse than anything, uh, Detroit gives you what they did, that's one of the things that sometimes that's all you got in certain situations, Bradford probably had to get rid of the ball pretty early. I, I don't think he had a whole lot of time, so I'm leaning Brett's direction in that one. Now I left the thing, and there's more to get to. Patrick Grant says, craptastic efforts. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Ball says, better luck next year again. Ben Sterling says, Bradford sucks. I'm bringing out my paper bag again. Hmm. <laughs> Brett McCarthy says, our offense, our offense sucks. Let's see you back there. I'm thinking meaning offensive line. They, yep, they can't. Yeah, he does. They block for crap. They can't block for crap. I don't blame the quarterback. And we have no running game. What do you think is going to happen? And yes, I was saying the offensive line was good today and not allowing a sack. But, you know, still, Bradford was pressured quite a bit. Um, he had to get rid of the ball quickly. And, of course, his lack of mobility is my biggest frustration. Um, and, yes, uh, Tony Coleman, uh, he reposted it anyway. That's good, just in case I didn't get back there. He says, yep, that uh, Patterson lost the game with the Eagle Legal Formation, Christian Ponder Memorial Award. Yeah, very much a candidate with that. I mean, he he's still right there with it. He's still right there with Captain Munderland. Mark out of Iowa says, and then Gerald, yep, here come, the, here come some heavy hitters. Yep, of course, along with Coleman. And, of course, Brett McCarthy, who's been fantastic all year. Just fantastic. Uh where are we? Mark Carlson says, disappointed, disgusting, and wondering, what the hell? This game wasn't a playoff game, but now I feel the pending doom, or I feel pending doom as I look at the rest of the schedule, including Dallas, right? Yep, he says, and one last thought. I think Joey is right, as he stated in the last podcast. It's the little things that are making the difference. And yeah, yeah, it's the little things that are making a difference. Yes, and uh, Malcolm also said that. he must. That must be my quote from the show, I guess. I, I didn't even realize it, but yeah, I, I guess I did say that. And yes, it is the little things that are making the difference, and it still shows. You know, just little things. Finish the damn tackle. 
you know, knock a pass away once in a while. You know, don't be nine yards away from the wide receiver. You know, sometimes that'd be nice. Like, seriously, on some of these uh, late-game plays when you're playing with prevent defense, that would be nice. Gerald Sring. Uh, whoops. Let's go. Come on, just do it. There we go. It says, uh, Gerald Sring out of Nebraska says, was a tough loss, and that's about all there is to it. The O-line is forcing us into short, yep, routes. Well, yep, yep. Which still almost worked. Almost. The play that killed us was that last third down when we were driving prior prior to Detroit's field goal drive. Detroit played almost a perfect game to beat us. Probably Stafford's best year in quite a while. Ah, man. Yeah, the third down when we were driving prior to Detroit's. Yeah, when we just didn't get the play. We didn't make the play, you know. And, of course, again, Cordell Patterson screwing us along the ring. Um, and Robert Fisk also, yep, he must have uh, copied and pasted the last one. He was saying all the bleeping Vikings choked again at the last minute. WTF, 54 years of disappointment, a lifetime to go. Cubs curse has moved to Minnesota, and yes, it has. I think it has at this point. Um, (laughs) I can't disagree with that at all. So there it is. Let's look at visitor posts already at the hour mark. Wow. (laughs) Um, Monday, Monday, Monday. Come on, back up. Okay, I already read that one. That was a very good toast by Brent Jacobson last week. And Ali was posting how the Vikings end four-game losing streak beat the Cardinals. Yep, and thank you very much from Pro Football Spot. Do check out his work. And I love that he posts this on there. Helps keep the show going. I need to post more often during the week. But then again, I kind of did with Davey Rhodes and, and Bruce Arians. So, I don't know. I've been getting a little better. Uh, yep. Sebastian was saying how uh, posting a picture of when you think you had a bad day. Thank God you're not this Fox guy. Yeah, he was getting run over basically as they were coming into the <laughs> coming into the coming out of the tunnel. He basically ran into a car there. Good job or a stampede of elephants there, right? Uh, Gerald String wrapping up the Facebook session, saying section saying Happy Thanksgiving, Purple Mafia Nation. Hey, it's also game day. Skull Vikings. Let's go get this one. And thank you very much, Gerald. God bless you. Big time. I'm going to give a shout out to Sebastian Balls, Sebastian Barton, personal purple press box on the speaker application that's on all smart devices, Apple and Android at the very least. Um, it's Spreaker. It's basically streaming audio. So you have to have an internet connection. Um, you know, instead of like downloading it, it just kind of keeps coming. You know what I mean? Um, it's basically it's like audio YouTube. That's basically what Spreaker is. It's like audio YouTube. So, obviously, you have to have a connection for anything. Like, for podcasting, you download it on your Double Twist on Android or Stitcher or, of course, Apple iTunes. You download it so you have internet connection, but then once it's downloaded, it's on there. Whereas Spreaker, it has to be connected to Wi-Fi somehow, some way. So, just, just giving you a, a little FYI for that one. It's a really good show. Lots of passion. And, again, I'd love to have Sebastian back on Purple Mafia one of these days. Maybe for the playoffs at some point. i also like to have Dylan Richardson back on for the playoffs. That's the guy who's the ultimate playoff guy. Me and him conversating. So much fun. Uh, last year, it's like I didn't even... You know, I didn't even talk to him about it. And I, I, I'm mad at myself. I was, it was later on, and then he was too busy by that point. So maybe I can nab him at some point here as we're heading into December and Christmas season. Um, let's pass out the stars before I forget. Gold star, who's it going to go to? Ah, uh, boy. Who is it going to go to? Gold star is going to go to. You know, and by the way, yeah, I miss Justin Mayer, Henry. No posting today. I don't know what happened. Hopefully he's not mad at me. No. I, I think he likes the show. He probably was just posting on... 
his own, I suppose. Had some pretty cool posts, too. It's a bummer he didn't post in there. Maybe he was bored with the lack of interaction on some days. Uh, damn. So who's going to get this? Uh, who should I give it to? I got it now. I'm blanking. Doggone it. I'm going to bounce back a little bit. See what's going on. Gold star for the day is going to go to Brett McCarthy. You know, very active all season, but of course, lots of good comments here and talking about the O-line and stuff. And uh, good good uh, conversation back and forth, kind of keeping things, really keeping this page alive during the games and after the game. Really good. Uh, Brett McCarthy, gold star for this show. Silver star, who else should I give it to? Well, well, well. Silver star, silver star, silver star. Uh... It's like I have it, and then it bounces away. Um, Silver Star for this one is going to go to... mm, It's going to go to Mark Carlson. He'll get the Silver Star for this one, and the bronze will go to Tony Coleman and Robert Skull Viking Fisk. (laughs) Passionate there on both of them. Um, Yep, reposting and such, too. You guys will get the bronze star for this show. Uh, you know, Gerald String, too. I'm going to give three bronze stars today. It's crazy. Gerald String, very awesome comment in there as well. Uh, Mark Carlson, very deserving of a silver star. Uh, Gerald, thank you so much for the Thanksgiving wishes. And, and uh, Dave and uh, Tanae, all of you guys deserve stars. And, and you know it, but I can't pass them out every week. It's just one of those type of things. All of you guys deserve stars. Mark always deserves a star. Tony does. Brett does. All you guys. Um, appreciate the passion from Robert Skullviking Fisk. I can't even imagine how frustrated he is. I, I hope he's a listener. If you are, mention it if you could. Mention it on the Facebook page if you could, Robert. Uh, that would be appreciated. Uh, Gerald, obviously, every week that guy could be, you know, a star. You know, So it's just one of those things. I can't give it to the same people every week. Um, and the ones that got it today very much deserved it as well. So, I mean, like Dave Martin always could, too. I mean, it's just so many, so many times. Um Mr. Ingram, Mayor, you know, it's just some of you post some weeks, some of you don't. I understand you're busy, stuff like that. So hope you all had a happy, safe Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoyed the food. Hope you in, hope you had a good time with your family. Hope you avoid any type of uh, differences, be it politics or just just maybe family politics per se, or, you know, feud, whatever the heck it is. Who Who knows? I just hope everything was... All right for all of you out there that you did, you were able to set aside this and that, including politics. Of course, like a lot of that's being that's a big story now. Oh, you know this guy was that this guy was a Trump supporter. So now we're going to give him hell. Ah, uh, you don't need to do that. Just let people just let people have their Thanksgiving. You can you know let let people vote for who they're going to vote for. I'm not going to hate on a Hillary supporter. I wasn't going to vote for. Her, just wasn't going to do it <laughs> for my own personal reasons. I'm not going to come out and mock and anger and annoy the person. Now, I didn't have to deal with that today or anything, but if I did, I work with, um, trust me, trust me, we're talking 80 80 to 20% ratio, Hillary or Bernie, whatever the heck. Did I once start a conversation with them on it? Did I once try a fight, interact with them? Hell no. No, no. Let's let's all just work together, get our get our job done, and go home. I'm not there to like start a start a battle with people, but oh boy, people like to start it at, uh, on your end. So I'm not trying to say one side is better than the other, but regardless, whoever you are, you know, stop with the hate, please. That's all I gotta say with that one. Um, please stop with the hate. And I did appreciate what uh, I did appreciate the Thanksgiving message Trump did give. 
it was it was unbiased. It was it was uh, what do they call that word? Um, bipartisan. It was just about Thanksgiving, and that's it. It wasn't about oh, we're better than you, nana nana boo boo. It had nothing to do with that. It wasn't about politics at all. So that's good. Just take it as it is. Treat Thanksgiving what it's supposed to be. Treat Christmas what it's supposed to be including all of you doggone Black Friday shoppers out there. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Especially if you're... Because nowadays, Black Friday is Thanksgiving Day. So you, you can't even have Thanksgiving anymore. It's just it's just Christmas, and that's it. Thanks Christmas. It's thanks Christmas. Bye Thanksgiving. It's thanks Christmas. Have your turkey. Stuff it down the... Stuff it in the refrigerator. We'll eat that later. Yeah, you know. Oh, I gotta go get a TV. You know, I gotta go get a TV. Gotta get it now. I have to have a TV. It's the only day to get one. Oh, great. It's gone already. Well, bullcrap, because some imbecile sat there for like 12 hours and in luckily for them, not sub-zero temperatures. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, there, there's always that crap, too. You, you, I mean, 90% of the time, you don't even get it. So it's almost like just shop online. If, if you're going to Black Friday shop, shop online. But be, be well, what's the word, responsible if you could. I don't know. It's up to you if you want to overspend. <laughs> but I would hope people are responsible. They don't blow all their money and max out credit cards. But I don't know. It's your business. I just hope for the best there. Um, I'm looking at the tree right now. It's undecorated, but it is lit up and it's beautiful. It's not a real tree. It was for years. It's uh, but I have a one from Target. Very nice little guy. I'm staring at it from the. It's standing right next to the apartment window. It does have a star on it and um, nice looking lights. It's not. It's got that early '90s, mid '90s look to it. Um, would prefer the even older ones, but, eh, you know, it's close enough. It's got that, that, it's kind of got a pastel color to it, which is, again, that's kind of like mid-90s-ish when it came to Christmas lights. I used to see that, like, 92, 95-ish. So, is what it is. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Hope you enjoy Christmas, and if you don't celebrate it, uh, your Kwanzaa, your your, uh, Hanukkah, God bless you all, Um, regardless. Hope everything is, (laughs) hope hope you're going to be safe. I also hope that there'll be like more of a real winter. It doesn't have to be sub-zero temperatures and and wind, but just a decent amount of snow and not just Seattle weather all winter again. I hate that crap. Oh, but those of you that like it, well, okay, enjoy it. It's here right now. Mm. So take care. We'll hope for the best. If the Vikings beat Dallas, yay, but it may be too little too late. Um, maybe they beat them and they run the table. Hey, that might be the way to go. Mark Rosen, yo, they're going to have to warn the table. Though. Maybe, they, maybe they could, though. They won 11 games, you know. He's just kind of saying that tongue-in-cheek, I'm sure, though. Um, all right. So let's just wrap things up. Do take care. Uh, happy Thanksgiving once again. God bless America. God bless uh, everybody. <laughs> For now. God bless everybody. And we'll talk to you in about, I don't know, how many days. Like eight to ten days-ish.